Hello guys, welcome back to Board Draw, episode number 51, and we're back in the studio. Hope you enjoyed last week's episode, big episode 50. Run Thank- up the numbers, watch it, watch it. Thank you for all your support in the episode, big shout out to Ruben, Tom and Gaffers once again for coming on and sharing their football knowledge, mainly shared by Ruben. Um, today we're going to be back, sort of doing like a little normal podcast, but we're going to be chatting about all the transfer activity happening, all the things going on in the football world, bit a bit more generalised. Yeah, we. I mean, the Nations League just happened, but who cares about the Nations League? Who cares about the Euro qualifiers? Shout out Eze, though. Shout out Eze. Shout out Saka as well. Our boy is oh, flourishing, man. Mate, so good. But There was a cute picture of them playing Connect Four. Oh, it, we love that. It, it done things to me. The it boys. Was be- be- like, just my heart. The boys, man. My heart. We should get that framed. We actually shouldn't get it in get the background. right in the background. Come on, that'd be sick. Um, But yeah, today we're going to be literally just talking all things football transfers. And uh, we're going to kick it off, Roz, by uh, talking about big Saudi takeover. Yeah, so I think the, ta- the the topic of Saudi investment in football and the takeover has already been a hot topic with the whole Newcastle situation anyway. But that was more them investing in English football. Now we're seeing them kind of invest in their own league. We saw the, like, the headlines a few months ago about them saying that they're going to invest like... 20 billion in their own league to try and make it one of the top leagues in the world. Obviously, they have did the Cristiano Ronaldo situation to try and bring as many eyes as they can to that league. They obviously put in a big uh, effort to get Messi over there before he joined into Miami. So there is a definite push now for them to not only invest overseas, but to bring eyes to their own league. And fair play. Like, you've got to start somewhere... I like, mean, if you want to be one of the best funny, yeah, in the world, like, do it. If I'm a football fan living in Saudi Arabia and I get to go to wherever and see Benzema or Ronaldo or Ruben Neves, you know, it's a step up. It's a massive step up compared to what they have been seeing. And their product is so much different to what we have in the UK, what you have in Italy, what you have in Scotland, Germany, France, Spain, where football is what you do you after school you go play football hmm. when you're when you grow up you play football that's all you do and it's obviously not the same over there it's not the same sort of culture but their product is now more of like a shiny look at what we have look at who we have and that's not to take away from it because i think no. that is going to be beneficial long term because they're going to have kids who grow up in, in those countries and like saudi arabia and the surrounding countries being like oh my god i want to be like ronaldo i want to be like messi whereas before they wouldn't have that exposure to it. So yeah, it's going to be closer to home. And hopefully for them, it's going to generate a whole generation of youth players who want to go to the top, top, top. Yeah, I think the positive from it is, like you said, the kind of the opportunities that kids have now to watch some of their favourite superstars that they either wouldn't have had pr- previously or they would have had to do like a crazy hour thing where they would wake up at the crazy hour to watch like the Prem or whatever. So now they've got these superstars in their teams, their local teams or whatever, wearing the shirts. So that's sick. Um, but what I was going to say about the thing where it's like, you're saying that it's like a shiny premium package. And I think that's very much like, um, kind of how the Western world see the Middle East, isn't it? Like you see Dubai, you see like the UAE and it's all like these shiny polish Lamborghinis five star hotels it's very much yeah like the finished goods but you don't see kind of like the below infrastructure and so I think as long as 
yes, they can get all these shiny assets. You can get your Ronaldo's, your Ruben Neves's, your whoever you want. Your Benzema. But as long as there's like an underlying infrastructure change, and I think maybe with the 20 billion, there probably will be. So that's an exciting prospect for Saudi Arabia and the Middle East in terms of kind of football going forward. I know Qatar, forward. they had like a big push for like, I think it's like a Qatari development squad or something like that. Yeah. And they got like, they bought over like amazing coaches from around the world and they're really pushing to like improve their structure from the ground up. Yeah. But yeah, this is a way of doing it. It, it strikes me as different to the way that China were doing it. But I know China, back in the day, they were like, oh, yeah, within 20 years, we want to win the World Cup. It's just never going to happen, is it? You, yeah. don't have, you don't have the grassroots there to generate your own talent if you're just bringing in names. Remember the Oscar deal? That was massive at the, the time. The Oscar, well, which is what I wanted to go on to is like the next topic because I was just Googling here. I saw a tweet from one of these big football accounts that you can tell that the person running the account has like absolutely no clue when it comes to first of all just general world views and then also football in detail and i can't remember the account i would have dug out the account and slandered them but i can't remember i think it was like football report or something one of those shit ones I don't know. <laughs> and he said um ruben neves is setting a terrible precedent of players in their prime choosing to give up their dream of playing at the highest level and instead take money and join a league that has no kind of pedigree. And I get the idea, and it's like the Oscar situation where a player leaves in their prime that potentially could have gone on to like big things. Like Oscar was one of the best players in the Premier League at his point. And Ruben Neves has been one of the best DMs in the Premier League for a hot minute now and still like relatively young relatively and he, young he's he like 24, was, he's, 25 he's exceptional he's an exceptional player being linked with Barcelona linked with Man United linked with Arsenal plays for Portugal in their national due team due to make a big move and to kind of I get like the storyline behind him not taking that move to Barcelona not taking that move to a top 6 team and instead going to Saudi Arabia is a massive massive deal but and I want to put this out to the man then I want to put it out to you he's probably on what like 60 70k a week at Wolves he'll and be maximum like 90k maximum 90k and then say if he went to Barcelona they're not going to offer him that much money but let's say if he went to a top 6 Prem team I can see Arsenal Man United offering 120 him grand 120 150 grand yeah fair enough as Saudi Arabia he's going to probably triple that wage he's probably going to be on about 350 grand a week yeah one of the star prime players a week. and he's going to be able to train half as hard and look twice as good. And so I get it. There is like a mentality discrepancy between some players that won't take that deal and some players that will. I think players that grow up in a middle class family have enough saved in the bank already aren't worried about looking after generations upon generations of their family probably won't take that deal. They'll stay in the prem, keep it competitive. But if you're born into a lower class family, working class, and you've got to look after not just your immediate family, but like fucking your cousins, your aunties, and then their kids and your own kids, you take this deal in a heartbeat. You buy them a house every week. You take this deal in a heartbeat because that is generational money. Well, and so like that's exactly what Oscar said when he was getting hate for it. He's like, I grew up in a poor family. I've had like my time at Chelsea. And I've shown that I can compete at the highest level, but now I want to provide my family. Yeah. So you can't falter it for that. It is disappointing as a fan of just football in general, though, to see players who could go on to achieve so much yeah. lose the competitive edge that sort of got them there in the first place. But it's a, it's a choice they've made and you have to respect it because it's, there's it's, reasons behind it's just, it. Yeah, it just comes down to kind of, as you're growing up, kind of what means more to you. And if it is football, 
that's fine. But if you grow up in a family that are poor, less privileged, and a lot of people that are complaining about this room never situation, you can tell they're middle class, probably got mummy and daddy money, and they're like, oh, I wouldn't take that deal. But it's because you haven't grown up struggling. And there are players that I can see, like, like Saicedo, when he was, like, bantered about wanting to leave Brighton so he could provide with family. I bantered him for it because it was quite funny. But, like, there is a genuine kind of, like, nugget of truth there where, like, a lot of these players are just not in it for the football. Like, you see more and more now, players are saying, I don't really have a love for football, but I'm good at it and I'm just going to make as much bag as I can. I think the one who stands at my head was uh, Benoit Asuakoto, yeah. who was like, I actually hate football. Yeah. And there's a lot of players like that now. Um, fucking... Ben White don't like football. Well, ben White, obviously, who's the left back for Spurs? Um, uh, not sensitive. Oh, Danny Rose? Yeah, Danny Rose. Yeah. He doesn't like football. Yeah. And it's like a lot of these players now, they're just doing it because they're good at it. And they know, say, like three to five years of putting in a hard graft, you set your family up for generations. And like, I'm not being funny, but I know, I know footballers get paid a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. But they, and they'll they'll be set for life anyway. Their career only lasts five years or whatever. Yeah. But some some players' careers only last for you know eight years, and they might never ever reach the top. So I feel like a lot of people see, all right, I've got this opportunity, I need to take it because this opportunity might not come around again. But for me, it's it is weird seeing a player. You see, players like Ruben Neves, uh, like Oscar like Hulk even, yeah. moving to uh, like these foreign leagues where the standard isn't there, where they're going to be overlooked them for their national teams and yeah. they're not going to win the, the best trophies in world football, the Champions League, the Premier League, even leagues around Europe. The difference, like you, you would say that if, if it was like, I don't know, like Matty Longstaff taking this, you'd probably be more like, not, not, not to dig him out or anything, <laughs> but like he's probably not going to make it as a, like, he's not going to be Top a tier, yeah. serial winner, like playing Man City football. Yeah. He's not going to be winning like the Euros with England. He might do, fair play to him if he does. <laughs> and they'll come back to this and they'll bite him in the yeah, ass. He's probably going to have a blind of a season. But, I think he's got released, actually. Yeah, he did get released. Yeah. yeah, but you know what I mean? If he got that deal, you'd be like, he'd be all over it. Yeah. You'd, you'd be like, he, that's a good deal. He'd need some cream. But Ruben Neves, is, is, Ruben Neves is so, so good. Yeah, he, so, him and Oscar so are very much like mirrors of each other. Players that could have gone on to that like, top table of football. And then... You, they're Ruben the ones Neves, that Ruben Neves of... wouldn't look out of place in any top oh, team. Oh no, in the no, world. no! He'd walk I think, into pretty I feel like too. he gets into every midfield, maybe apart from Real Madrid. Yeah, probably Real Madrid, Man City. I think he finds a place in Man City. I think he's perfect for Pep. Mm. Uh, maybe he's too deep lying. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, he will, probably walks into most teams, and I think that is the where people are getting scared that like players are doing that, like him and Oscar are leaving because nobody bat an eyelid when Benzema and Kante and Ronaldo go there. Because but they're, they're players at the end of their career. Players at the end of their career. But like, if you want to, and I think that's why the MLS isn't great, and that's why the um, Chinese league didn't really kick off because they were buying players at the end of their careers. And like, yes, these players still have clout. Ronaldo obviously still has clout, but you're not really getting the prime of anyone, so you're not going to attract that many eyes. Well, you're not going to. You know what? Like, I'm not funny, but I, I'm not going to sit there and be like, right, oh, what's on tonight? I'd rather watch like Gillingham. Play, yeah. Then I'd rather watch than like Alnasar, thirty-seven-year-old like, Ronaldo. Do you know what I Whereas mean? Like, I actually, I, I would rather watch that. Personally. Whereas, like now, if you get players in their prime, I'd rather watch Alnasar versus Al Halal if that was even possible. I don't know how we even get that channel. But if like the game was made up of like Neves's and other players that linked of in their prime, because I don't give a fuck about thirty-seven-year-old. Oh, Ronaldo. you know what's good though? 
is what? the Legends football games that people Oh, that's what people are liking in this too. Mate, Aguero versus Casillas, man. Is it a miss? Oh, it was all a terrible finish. Comments are like, Aguero isn't a real footballer, man. Yeah, mate, that stuff is fun though. That's like when they had... Um, what was football. it on Sky? Yeah, Ma- was it? Mas- yeah. yeah, Masters Football. Masters Football, yeah. That was class. Yeah. That's what they should be going for, I think. But obviously, you're not going to generate that sort of grassroots growth that they yeah. probably are looking for. I think, so, like, with the Benzema, the Kanto, that kind of vibe, it is that kind of, not funny, because that's very disrespectful, but kind of, like, retirement, bag football. And I think they're, both parties are happy with it, though. Yes. Although, I think Saudi Arabia are kind of, and the Middle East in general, are kind of trying to push... A more kind of serious take. Yeah, take on us there. seriously. Take us seriously, and that's where so they'll still do these big. Not names. Take us seriously. We're not serious. Nah, we're never serious. I've got drastic hay fever right now, so I can't even think straight. So I'm probably waffling. But so they'll still do, like you said, the five star glamorous Lamborghini players, the Cristiano Ronaldo, the Benzema, etc. But but they're like Lamborghinis that need their tires changed, big time. But then also take us seriously. His Neves, his. They're linked with Son. They're linked with Bernardo Silva. They're linked with all these players that are in their prime. So it's a combination Any of... Any sort of big name player who is on his way out of a club, whether he's 21 years old, 25 years old, 28, 39, they're all going to get links now to Saudi. Thomas Partey's on his way out, apparently. Just because they have so, so, so much money. And if we secure Declan Rice... That's a good deal. I'd get Thomas Party out of the Because they're going to pay over the odds for him. Yeah, uh, there, there's rumours that we're going to make a profit on him somehow. And how can you make a profit on a Donny that's like three years older and got a case linger? Do you, do you mean he's you're going to make a profit over the Declan Rice bid? No, over like how what much you paid for party. Party. Right, I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, no. Because I think you, you just bid 75 million plus. 75 plus, plus 15. Yeah. He got taken down. Oh, is that down. did get taken down today? Rejected. Because yeah. I saw you only bid today, right? R E J E C T E D rejected. Shout out anyone that knows where that's from. Um, yeah, that's mad. That's yeah, mad. Should yeah. we? Uh, are we? Are we done with Saudi talk? No. One more thing I want to talk about is Chelsea and their kind of links to Saudi Arabian money and how they're kind of getting. And fair play to them. If you find a loophole, take take advantage. Yeah, but of the they're loophole. literally like loophole FC. But yeah, it's mad because they, they spent six hundred million, and they're about to flog off most of the deadwood they've got in their team for yeah. profits. Yeah. Arsenal are responsible for paying for Kai Havertz, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But there's three dons that are apparently lined up with a move to Saudi Arabia in Mendy, in Koulibaly, and Ziyech. Koulibaly apparently they're meant to turn around a profit on somehow. How can you turn around? Didn't they? What they pay from sixty? Nah, like, like thirty mil they paid. For oh, was it? Yeah, and I think they linked for like forty mil. But Ziyech is such a weird one for me. It's crazy how they can flog all these people to Saudi Arabia, make the FFP money back, and then they'll go crazy again in in the summer. There's got to be something going on, man. Because so Chelsea got taken over by Todd Bowley and a consortium made up of Clear Lake Capital. This is me just reading stuff that I've read on Twitter. Go on, son. Go off, King. Um, <laughs> so, so um, Clear Lake Capital apparently is actually owned by the Saudi Arabian Investment Fund. I bet they are. So, Tom Bowley can splash 700 million from his consortium into this team. And then all the players that don't work, he gets his daddy at the Saudi Arabian Investment Fund to just buy those players for the same amount or 
more. And then it's like this kind of loop of um, returning money <laughs> and like getting away with flops and yeah, it's mental. There's like there's they've absolutely fucked it in the transfer market for however long, and they're gonna have no consequences. They ruined the initial football world transfer market when Roman Abramovich is coming in, and now they're re-ruining it again with Toboli. Do you know that video of that guy in the car? He's like, you're ruining it. <laughs> That's how I feel about this situation. But yeah, fuck Chelsea. Fuck what they got going on. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued to see what's going on. I've seen Gary Neville come out and say there needs to be um, an investigation into the Saudi Arabian kind of Chelsea link. So yeah, I mean, there's always going to be questions about um, yeah. all the Saudi, Qatari, Dubai stuff. Shout out the Middle East every time. Yeah, I'm, if I you mean, want us to come over and do a podcast out there for bag, I am on it, mate. Me, and mate, is it being a sport? Who is or like? Are they? Um, I don't know. I think they're only by Middle East. I'll, I'll come as a pundit on being sport. Board draw. We'll take we'll take a reasonable paycheck. It won't even be that much, but we'll we'll bring the. We're eyes. not cheap. We're not saying we're cheap, but we'll bring the eyes. We'll bring the eyes and the good football content. But yeah, um, after the break, we'll talk about some European summer moves. <clears throat> we're back <laughs> we're back part two <laughs> Ross is just giving some nice <coughs> to the mic I'm sure you're going to enjoy that um, yes we're moving over from the Middle East to Europeanese that was rough I couldn't think of anything I was going to do something but that would have got us cancelled so hard um, yeah, we're back in Europe. We're eventually going to have to start talking about like the entire world as uh, football because we were like exclusively Europe. But when Middle East kicks off, we'll do that. Fucking into Miami when Messi's there, we'll do some American. If into Miami want to bring us out, we're just begging it this episode, aren't we? We are. Begging it hard. You've got to do what you got to do. But yeah, so what's first on the agenda in terms of the European football rules? The biggest move of the summer so far, England's star boy. There's been many... In that there was kind of that gener- like generation that came up, the one we got now, and everyone was saying that their player was the star boy. I've said Saka is the star boy. He is probably still the star Man boy. Man City fans would Man say Foden. Foden. Chelsea Man United. Uh, Chelsea would say Mason Mount. Uh, QPR Eze. QPR fans would say Eze. I've had this guy in my ear. Um, and there was loads of West Ham would say Declan Rice is a star boy. There's all these star boys, but the the true star boy is that boy Jude Bellingham. Big shout out to you, Bellingham. He's secured the move. Every time. I mean, that's a move that... That's the generational move. Every kid. There's something about seeing a football player in the whites of Real Madrid that you just like, they've made it. Yeah. And he... he, And everyone knew he was going to make it somewhere. Yeah. But seeing it in that Real Madrid kit hits so different. Oh, mate. It's like 100% because then you're in like the echelons of like uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Is it falling? No, you're talking to your mic. Sorry. Then you've been doing you this for are. a year now, man. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I've got hay fever, man. Allow me. <laughs> I spit all over the mic. Um, so you're in the echelons with Chris. Oh, you got it close. Don't shout, man. <laughs> yeah, you're in the conversation with like the Cristiano Ronaldo's, the Benzema's, the that kind of echelon of player. You're it's, in like it's a- different as well. Seeing uh, an English man in a Real Madrid kit. Oh yeah, mate. He's, he's like he's, he's a, just the, he's the boy. It just gives me big like. David Beckham vibes. David Beckham vibes indeed. Or, Just, um, I don't know, who's another English? Michael player? Owen. Michael Owen, yeah. Gary Lineker, Barca. 
Yeah, David Beckham. Jonathan Woodgate. Yeah. Owen Hargreaves. Didn't he get sent off on his debut and score like an own goal or something? Jonathan Woodgate for Real Madrid. It's like one of the worst debuts of all time, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's just different. But Jude Bellingham, uh, this has been a topic as well, just in, in talking about Real Madrid in general. They had such, like, they had the best midfield in world football when they had Casemiro, Cruz, Modric. And they've somehow flawlessly replaced it with probably what is now the best midfield in world football. Arguably, for me anyway, better than Man City's. I disagree. But I, I, don't I think know, it will I don't grow know, into though. me. I don't, yeah, maybe, maybe not now. Yeah, they're all young. But uh, Tushimeni, Kamavinga, I mean, they've still got Modric and Cruz if Modric doesn't leave. Uh, Valverde as well. Like, just such amazing, talented players. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's just unbelievable. They're going to do absolute bits. The rest of the team in the Real Madrid, though, is where they, it sort of falls apart for me. They just signed Yosselu. Yeah, didn't, didn't make it at Stoke, didn't make it at Newcastle. It's a really weird 33 one. 33 years old. But he, he, didn't he score in the Nations League for Spain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah had quite a good season. He's a decent player, but... Aged like fine wine. Not who you get in to replace Kareem Benzema. No, it's a bit strange for me, but yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Bellingham to Real Madrid, wow. From Birmingham to the Bernabeu. That's what I'm saying. It's like kids in and around Brum, they're going to be like... Not, not just around Brum, just uh, across just like the UK. In, in across the UK. But yeah, you'd be like, I don't know where he grew up, but you just see kids there be like, that kid that I played with or like I play with his younger brother or I play with his cousin. And now he's going to play for Real Madrid. Mate, that's goaded. Yeah, and he, he just, you knew it. The minute he gave his first interview, mm. um, the minute he moved from Birmingham to Dortmund, the minute he, he made his England debut, the minute he like played for England in uh, the Euros semi-final or, or like... A lot of people bantered Birmingham for retiring his shirt number. Yeah, I still think it's a bit tempot. Luke bantered Birmingham for retiring his shirt number, but he's glowed up into... One of the star star players in the world right now, and he's just going to keep going, mate. The world is well and truly at his feet. I hope he gets his minutes managed though. I don't, I don't want to see him get like run into the ground. But the the only other player I can feel with this much hype in like in terms of a midfielder for England was Jack Wilshere, and, and his legs were made of Lego. Yeah, I just don't want that to happen, and it probably won't. But. I'm just continuing to pray yeah. into the existence that it doesn't happen. But yeah, he but looks yeah, good in that will... white kit. That was the new Real Madrid kit is fit as well. I agree. Um, the fact that what they signed him for 115 million, I think it was, or something around that figure. Yeah, I think it was like 85 plus, like a lot in add-ons. So that is obviously a big chunk of money for a club who they've got some money, but not the money that they used to have during like the Glasgow's era. Mm. Um, switching over to you. A different part of Europe, France, PSG, Kylian Mbappe. Obviously, there was um, some talks that Kylian Mbappe doesn't want to extend his contract, and so Real Madrid, uh, PSG have now got a decision to make if they want to let him leave for money, or they could lose him on a free. Yeah, I think that's the um, the crux of it because, and I did a little video on our socials. Check out our socials. Um, the crux of it is Kylian Mbappe is the best player in the world. And there is no way a well-run club, or any club for that matter, can lose a player that's that good for nothing. He he is the most expensive footballer in the world. Even if like, he was I, to I, like, know, I know I know that you got the values like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, like whoever's, yeah. whoever, like they're younger, so their value's a bit more increased. Sack it off. If there's a bidding war between 
Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Man City, Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea. Probably not Arsenal. Oi! But yeah, there's a if there's a bit of war between all these teams, like for this player, his his price tag is gonna break world records. Oh yeah, it's two hundred and fifty mil if you were to get him mid contract, no kind of rumours about him leaving. If you get him just at a base level it's two hundred and fifty mil player. And so for me, linking that back to Real Madrid, the fact they've gone and secured Bellingham, which is an absolute bargain no matter what price you paid for him. Yeah. I don't think if they if Mbappe goes right PSG's give me the free to leave this summer. Who wants me? I don't know if they got the firepower to go, uh, to take him. Well, that's uh, so. When I posted the vid about him, um, so basically he informed PSG that when his contract expires at the end of the twenty three twenty four season, because I think they have the option to extend it one more year. But when it expires at that at uh, the end of that season, he he wants to leave, and so they responded by saying, "We're not going to let you leave for free. Either you sign a new deal." Or we let you go this summer. And then he's come out after that and said, that's not true, blah, blah, blah. And there's like a little bit of beef going on. But I think the crux of what Kylian Mbappe's realised is that no one's really got the facilities for that big man. Like you said, Real Madrid, they've splashed most of their cash on Jude Bellingham. They could probably rustle up the m- money for Mbappe. but they, 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 would find, they would definitely find a way. I but mean- it'd be like... They'd like, be looking that? like Barcelona. Especially when, I think, and that's the thing, every single club that would get in for him knows next season he can, you can get him for free. If you pay like that bigger signing on fee, it'll be a competition of who's going to give him the biggest yeah, sign. I'm not funny yet, but like, if you're, if you're a top tier team, right, and you decide to, right, we're going to spend, I mean, you're probably going to get him for a bit cheaper than you would on like a normal basis because he's only got a year left. You get him for like 180, nearly 200 million. By I the think time they you said win your take league, 150. By the, yeah, by the time you win your league, and by the time he wins you probably the Champions League, you probably earn it back. Yeah, and, and shirt sales alone. You, you're telling me that you won't make 150 million from shirt sales of Mbappe? Yeah, I think a lot of teams know that the fact that they'll get him for free next season. I think that's why Real Madrid aren't in because they know they can get him for free next season, and that's where he wants to go. But like players like Chelsea and Man United, big players like them, they should take the leap because. If you get into that next season battle where he's going for free, he's picking Real Madrid every time. And we, but we spoke about this as well. Like, Whereas they get him so early, they get him now. If, if Real Madrid uh, like want to be deadly serious and, and go out and get him this summer and stop at any risk of him leap, like going somewhere else, yeah. Does this push a move to get Vinny out? Because that could like Vinny, hundred million pound player minimum. Right? Oh yeah, and some yeah. Yeah, and some. And clearly, I know there's been the issues or whatever, and there's actually been really good causes that have been kickstarted because of all the issues experienced in terms of racism in La Liga. Um, but yeah, and like we said before in previous episodes, you can't have him and Vinny in the same team because they play the same position. So and one Rodrigo, is going to have to play. Like all three of them are just wingers. Like both of them, both of them are far better on the wing, on the left hand side, playing off someone than they are through the middle. Or even on the right-hand side. Yeah, there's no way you have a team with them two in it. So, so you, then they have a decision to make. So, Vinny either leaves this summer and they get Mbappe in, or Vinny leaves next summer and they get Mbappe on a free. Yeah. But they risk the run, they run the risk of someone coming in this summer and PSG accepting a bid. It is an intriguing situation because the two teams from England that I can see getting involved with Chelsea and Man United... Man United, once they've done their takeover, I think they'll have fucking funds to spend. Yeah, and people 100%. like Gary Neville that are complaining about FFP will 
they're absolutely quiet yeah and so may united that'll be like the qatari owners will come in and be like hello here's mbappe calm your tits and that'll be buzzing. And then Chelsea, obviously, Todd Bowley, we know what he's like. He'll spend dough. So they're the two that I'm worried about. But I think, yeah, like I said, every team knows that they can get it for free. Would it be the summer. biggest crime in football if Mbappe went to the Saudi League? Yeah. 100% Mate, that'd would. That'd be crazy. 100% would. That'd be crazy. He would absolutely demolish that league. He'd fuck the league up. And then also, he'd fuck up like the entire like European league because... like. In Holland is the, the best player in Europe. As much as like Messi and Ronaldo, and we talk about that debate, they're done now. The new debate, the new star assets for the next ten years are killing. I mean, we, we've had like Messi and Ronaldo for like nearly twenty years yeah. in Europe, and they always in the conversation. Ballon d'Or, like top scorers in the league. Who who's going to outscore who? Who's going to win La Liga? We've got none of that this season. No, none of that. Like the, so, everyone's like Mbappe's got to get into a competitive team, and if he just Often leaves, mate. Like the football gods it, and scriptwriters would need. Mate, know there's going to gonna be it would do damage to like the football economy of Europe. Oh yeah, like crazy. It, 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 like every player's value then got that because Mbappe left will be inflated. Yeah, yeah. Like because then you've lost that the, the marker for everyone else, and the conversation below Mbappe is a bit more blurred. Like it probably Haaland would then be the most valuable asset in more football. Like, do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's interesting to think about. Um, we were speaking about the Premier League and you're speaking about Man United and Chelsea. Player leaving Chelsea potentially for the likes of the Emirates Stadium won Kai Havertz, which if you offered Arsenal fans this about four or five months ago, they'd probably be in like, now nah, we're good. But the more people are thinking about it and the more Arsenal fans are being like, hmm, we could do something with this. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like people are warming to the idea. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's quite a good marker on like football Twitter. I'm like scrolling through, and it's quite. It gives me quite a good marker on like people's knowledge of football, on how they're reacting to this Kai Havertz move. Because if they're like, "Low Arsenal, fuck you, Kai Havertz is shit," blah blah. I'm like, yeah, fair enough. You've probably only watched football for about two and a half years, because Kai Havertz, no doubt about it, when he was at Bayer Leverkusen. He was in the conversation with like a young Mbappe in terms of he was he was like golden boy. He was yeah he was in that golden boy conversation where generational talent. Obviously, he's become slightly a bit of a laughing stock. It's sort of what happened to Jao Felix, like in terms of he was so like the the ceiling was so high, yeah, and it, like it hasn't quite worked out where they are. And I think problematic for both of them, like Ruben said in the podcast last week, is the position that they both play. Slightly going out of fact. Doesn't exist really. And uh, do you see Tifo uh, done a video? I think today where they're like, "How would Kai Havertz work for Arsenal?" Yeah, I did watch that. Yeah, and <laughs> JJ Bull shout out. He um, he's like, "There's a fly in it." No, I'm just fucking following. buzzing for the podcast. Um, JJ Bull said he is a nine and a ten, so he's a nine point five. And I couldn't agree more. He is a shadow striker, which is a position that doesn't That's exist. What girls call you, aren't they? What's that? They call you a nine point five. Thank you very much. <laughs> Out of 150. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's one of those players he, where... He's unreal. He's he, in between the lines. You can tell he's got he's got, so, he's got so much about him. And he's not a striker. And when that pressure is taken off him, I think he'll he'll excel. And because that's what he'd done at Bayern Leverkusen. He was a shadow striker. He played yeah. in that sort of like a really advanced 10 role. And he scored like an ridic- ridiculous amount of goals and scored a ridiculous amount. Of, he got a ridiculous amount of assists. Yeah. Like he 
was top top tier. I think I think Arsenal would make it work. I think Arteta is the guy, and the the, the system. He's one of those players that the, the the time he's been at Chelsea, apart from under Thomas Tuchel, where he's actually quite good. He's been surrounded by dross. The manager has been an absolute donut in Frank Lampard or, I don't know. Um, the camera dying? Oh, the camera's dying. We got this. We'll power through. Um, so, yeah, he's been struggling in terms of um, who he's been around. In. But, like, he'll come into an Arsenal team that will fly in. Confidence is super high. His confidence is super low at the moment, which doesn't help. So he'll get into a team where his confidence will be up. He'll play, I'm thinking, in that Xhaka role. So offensively, I've seen, I've he'll seen get in and around the box like Xhaka that, has been. You know how sort of like I've seen basically the rumor is like a four three three, but um, you have like you'll have like Rice, Odegaard, and Havertz, like mm. you say. But then in possession, you go to like a four two four, and you have him playing off Jesus. Yeah, and I think that's where he'll thrive. Obviously, him and Jesus scares me in terms of chance conversion, but. When you've got players like Saka and Martinelli who are chance conversion nice. gangsters, then we're we're cooking. And I think he's one of those players where tactically he's very smart. He he tracks quite well. He's quite um, good uh, pressing. And I think yeah, him in that Xhaka role. Yes, we'll lose a little bit defensively, which we'll gain by having Rice, who's better defensively than Thomas. Just Pye. a perfect sweeper. So between them two, we'll gain something defensively and gain something offensively. Rice and Havertz. I don't mind that as a move to replace Party and Xhaka. I think that's a that's an upgrade. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly there. Should we take a look at this camera situation and then we'll come back? Yeah, we'll cop a little break and we'll be back in a minute. Apologies if the camera angle is all weird. Currently working without a tripod due to unforeseen circumstances. Camera is doing some weird stuff, but we're just going to power on through. Don't worry, season two is going to be crazy. Yeah, though. we're getting a new camera soon. It's all good. It's all good. Um, but yeah, what are we moving on to now, Roz? What do you think happens with Mason Mount? Because he's Ooh. been a boy that has been kind of a hot topic on our podcast throughout our one year on the job. And we said he's had his highs, he's had his lows. And we've called him a star boy, we've called him shit. But what happens now? Because May United are interested. I think Ten Hag is pushing quite hard to get him. I think... I think Is that the move? Yeah, no, I think it is the move. I, I, it's time for him to move on. I don't think he's wanted at Chelsea... In the same sort of facet that he was before, he was he was their star boy. He was their Mason Mount. He was their Bukayo Saka. He, he was, was their Bellingham. Frank Lampard's baby. He was, and I think he needs to go somewhere now where they know what his role is. Because mm. Chelsea midfield doesn't really have a specific role. They they're playing with three at the back. They're playing with really wide wing backs. Yeah, and they're playing with like some weird sort of triangle up front. And he doesn't really fit in anywhere. I was gonna say he he seems like a Pochettino player. In the sense that I can see him doing what Deli Ali did when Deli Ali was cooking. But they've just signed Nkunku, who I don't think there's been as much hype about the signing because it's happened like a year ago now. But that is an outrageous signing. He is a kind of goals and assist machine. And I think he's an upgrade on Mason Mount. So where Mason Mount would be playing, I think they put Nkunku there and he does better. So, as much as I, I like the story of Mason Mount being that Chelsea lad, being that their star boy, and being that guy, I think when they replace you with a better player, you've got to question it and move. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. Um, I think Maynard could be the move. I think he'd work, he'd work really well in the midfield, like three. 
Yeah. Which is clearly how Ten Hag wants it to be. And Man United look like they're buying in players now who are going to be able to play up through the thirds, play out from the back. And um, yeah, he, he's going to fit into midfield much better than he does in Chelsea system. But the problem is, like you say, we don't know what Chelsea system is going to look like under Pochettino. Um, we, we assume he's going to go back to sort of the way he played with Tottenham yeah. and we played PSG like 4 3 3. Um, yeah, I reckon they'll move from the three at the back. I, I agree 100%. But I think in his mind, he's like, right, I need to move on now because it's, it's a very pivotal point in his career. Yeah, his career stagnated. And you can't stagnate at, he's what, like 24, 25 years no, old? No, exactly can't not. stagnate there. That's your prime. And especially like, from my point of view anyway, it's like you're looking at the England squad and you're looking at the talent in that in that midfield. You're looking at the likes of Madison Mount. You're looking at the likes of Eze. You're looking at the likes of like Phil Foden, who were on the bench. Yeah, M- Mount isn't even like he was a uh, Gareth Southgate, and we were slandering Southgate for this. Like, why do you keep picking Mount? Like, how does he keep getting in his team over Foden? Mount is now even lower down the picking order. Like, you'd probably say Eze gets in there before Mount, and. Now that the fact that fucking Trent is playing centre midfield, there's even less chance of Mount getting in the midfield. Seeing Stones playing midfield for City, that could be so, an option. So. Yeah, so Mount needs to get a move where he's going to be the first name on the team sheet and be one of the players talked about every single week in the Prem. And at the moment, he's either not starting or when he's starting, his team are getting slapped about. So For me as well, like his role, like the way I think he plays best is that like really progressive eight. I think in a 10 role, he gets a little bit lost and he like drifts from his position. But as an eight, like a really advanced eight, he he's going to thrive. And I think that role in football in general is becoming massive. Like it's becoming such an important pivotal role. So it's really weird to see him fall off so hard. Yeah. I think it mainly is down to the system and all the Champions unrest. Chelsea, yeah. At, yeah, at Chelsea. Um, but yeah, I think a move to Man United where he could play that sort of role. He's got guys like Casemiro behind him yeah. who, who's going to be able to like, right, you just, all right, I'm going to do everything for you. Yeah. You do what you do best. I totally agree. I think that's why he fits into that midfield so good because Casemiro is a defensive machine. He's so got, he can he's allow got the, like, Fernandez yeah. and Mount to be those attacking units in the left and right-hand side. And I think him and Rashford in that kind of left channel, that's... Yeah, him, Rashford, and you've got Luke Shaw as well. That's tasty, man. Like, you've got, you've speak got like a little... The Inglese. Like, the Inglese, mate. Come He's on. Doing, doing bits, so... Pass yeah. it over here, Kaz. That's what uh, I <laughs> I don't think Mason Mount talks like that. You had, you had Marcus, maybe Luke Shaw. No. Maybe, no, I don't think so. No. That's like... Jaden Sancho. <laughs> all the memes of him where he like has a shit game and then it's like a picture of troops after he's high and it's like <laughs> Jason Sancho after so funny yeah uh, anyway yeah I think he would do wonders in a main United midfield yeah. and I think for main United it's a great signing I think what they, the room is like 50-60 million yeah I think if you're Chelsea obviously you'll be gutted if you went back two years ago and said that you'd be gutted for that but I think look at the state you're in now you got to take it. He's not signing a new deal. He's not going to sign a new deal, so you risk just losing him for nothing. Yeah. Um, and May United, 50, 60 million for a once star boy who has the potential to regain that is, yeah, yeah. I think it's a no-brainer. He's for coming into a team to... where he's surrounded by his boys, like you said, the England lads. I think he'll cook. Yeah, like, I, And we I said agree. this on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. He's a player that is very much just needs instructions and he'll do those instructions to a T. That's why I think why he works with Gareth Southgate well because Gareth Southgate strikes me as a manager that doesn't like experimenting or let doesn't players, like flamboyant players. Yeah, yeah, he's just like, can you do this job? And Mason Mount is very much one of those players, and I think Ten Hag is probably a bit more flamboyant and tactical, uh, tactically he's exciting. Got Anthony on the right wing, isn't he? But 
Ten Hag will be like, do this job, and Mason Mount will do it well, and I think that's they'll get on like a house on fire. Yeah, I I hundred percent agree. Um, what we got next? Harry Kane. Oh, well, another man who was linked with Man United. Yeah, Harry Kane. Yeah, it's a bit weird now because the bag two at Old Trafford last night. Will he be bagging at Old Trafford this season for Spurs or United? It's weird though because so like. Obviously, coming into the summer, basically all the talk was where's Harry Kane going to end up. Saka got more Old Trafford goals last night than Anthony and Jane Sancho all season. About to say Anthony Jane Sancho didn't yeah. play last night, but that's crazy, though, isn't it? No, that's pretty mad. That's like, but uh, you were playing North Macedonia. Yeah, come on, my boy. they all count though. They all yeah, count. No, they um, yeah, where were we? Harry Kane. <laughs> Harry what Kane. So yeah, going into the transfer window, it was really hot. Like Harry Kane, where's he going to go? Yeah. Is he going to go to Man United, Chelsea, Real Madrid? Spurs were managerless as well, which didn't help. The latest thing I've seen is that Luis Enrique about to take the PSG job and he wants Harry Kane to be their, their priority. That'd be naughty. Just doesn't but, I feel like Harry Kane would be so lost in France. He would. Firstly, I think just like a cultural misfit. Like my guy can barely speak English. He's not speaking French. And also like you're looking at um, if you're if you're a player of any caliber yeah mm. and you have almost all the options in the world at your feet going to PSG where they booed Neymar they mm. booed Messi the greatest player of all time and then they they booed like I don't know who else they booed but they booed pretty much everyone yeah like they're the most ungrateful football club ever yeah it's, like yeah, it's not why like, would you want to go there when I saw a lot of people saying like one trophy for Spurs would mean more than if he did like the league untitled three times in a row, like of course it does. Uh, mate, uh, if he ties with the league untitled and nothing else, it that's means nothing. Literally means nothing. So I, like, I, I, I argue that the the Premier League all time top scorer is more than that. Yeah, probably, definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. The all time scorer in the best league ever in the world. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You're spitting. But yeah, so yeah, for me, he's got to stay in England. I don't think he's, Real Madrid is on the cards anymore. They just signed Yossalou and Harry Kane can't compete with Yossalou. <laughs> um, it's gone after to the fact they spent all their money in Bellingham. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, for me, I, I can't see anywhere apart from Chelsea, oh, Man God. United. I think he'd be ideal for Arsenal, but that's never going to happen, is it? Come on, that'd be carnage. But yeah, for me, I don't know. It's looking ever likely that he's going to stay at Spurs. Rotting Spurs. And yeah. I, I think that's that's just what is going to happen. Yeah. But I would like to see him... He's got to kind of spread his wings, man. Mate, what if he went to like Newcastle? New- I was about to say Newcastle. If they hadn't got... And they could let Callum Wilson go and maybe get Kane in. That and they play Isak on the wing. That could be a vibe. Isak on the wing. Because I keep forgetting about Newcastle, you know. And that's like one of those signings, like we were saying last week on the pod, check it out, is a good one, where Newcastle don't want to fall into that trap of signing Galactico players like a Neymar. But you just know like Harry Kane will do. But Harry Kane would be one of those statement signings, but not in terms of like baggage and ego, just in terms of how good he is. And I think that'd be a me crazy as an Eddie Howe type of player as well. That'd be a crazy move, you know. Yeah, just yeah, that'd be unreal. I, I'd like to see that happen. To be honest, Harry Kane to Newcastle. I mean, is, are Newcastle's prospects bigger than Spurs? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. They're in argument. Champions League. There's an argument to be had there. They've got. Unlimited funds. The squad is definitely better. They've got a manager that's that knows the Prem so versus the only, Spurs, the only, a manager the only, that hasn't touched the Prem ever. The only benefit Spurs have with Newcastle is then really nice stadium. And Daniel Levy's big. We went to St James's the other week. St James's is the vibe. Big vibe. Big vibe. 
Sat in the gods, mate. Come on. But yeah, no, I'm... Yeah, it's weird for me and Harry Kane. If I was him, I'm pushing for a move. Chelsea or United. But I I don't know those teams are going to come in. I really don't. I think United are the team in... in, Well, Chelsea just have a history of not being able to get strikers to work. Chelsea happens, no. But Man United... They could get it out to work, and I think, and he would be the ideal fit for them because yeah, they have they have they have me, goal yeah. scorers like Marcus Rashford, goal scorer Bruno Fernandez, Bruno Fernandez, goal scorer. Get Mason Mount cooking; he's a goal scorer. Yeah. So, I mean, and like they're not they haven't gone big so far this summer, Man United, and they haven't been linked big. The only big one is Mason Mount, and even 50, 60 million is not too much. The only thing is that's like overshadowing all of that is potential takeover. Yeah. So they need to get that sorted now. Because if not, then they're going to be late to the party and it's going to have to be a big January. And by that time, you could be already out of Champions League places. 100%. You know what I mean? so, yeah, I think a summer for Man United where they get Mason Mount and Harry Kane and maybe like a defender, that's a good window. Yeah, or a maybe, or like goalkeeper. goalkeeper yeah, yeah. yeah, a good window for them. Yeah, do you know what's weird to me as well is that like uh, Brighton are getting rid of uh, Sanchez mm. and Brentford are willing to listen to Office Variety, who were like, to, uh, like when they came into the uh, Fantasy Premier League, they were like the two like golden boys, cheap yeah. and and getting you points. And so it's weird that both because they were both top top keepers as well. Like they've yeah, been really good, overperforming yeah. their metrics like every single game. Yeah, Sanchez in the Spain team when he plays for Brighton. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, it's it's interesting to see that. And I think that's literally what Man United are looking for. I think I've seen a lot of people shouting Pickford to Man United. I think that Pickford stinks. Pickford screams Spurs. To that me. stinks. He screams Spurs. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, let us know down in the comments where you think Harry Kane should go if uh, he goes anywhere. But yeah, I don't think he is going to be leaving Spurs. That's my prediction. Yeah, we'll put a poll out. Stay at Spurs, May United, Chelsea, Newcastle. Is he in his last year of his contract now? I think so, yeah. Is he? Maybe one more. Uh, yeah, I'm not though. too sure. But, um, but yeah, they could lose Harry Kane and Son in a window. Yeah, and apparently Saudi are offering like 80 mil for Son as well, which is crazy. I mean, I feel like I Son's got it. something to do still. He I've, did come out and say he doesn't want to leave the Prem. Yeah, and I, I think he's still, like, he he had a rough season, but I, you could tell there's still a player there. Oh, he, yeah, like, And I think it'd be, you'd, you'd be stupid to lose him and Harry Kane in the same That'd window. Problem. But, um, I mean, if you get 80 million for Son, though, that's really not a bad deal, I don't think. God, I feel like his market value is going to plummet. But yeah, interesting. I saw Madison, apparently, so he's linked with Spurs and Newcastle. Apparently, he prefers a move to Spurs over Newcastle, which is interesting, considering we were just saying who's got better prospects, and we were saying Newcastle. Yeah. I think that London The London, London pull is strong, isn't it? Yeah, the London pull is strong. But Newcastle's a nice place, you know. Apparently, Newcastle, he's their top target this summer, which is interesting, because I don't think they need him. I'm just trying to figure out how that works. You drop Joe Willock, I think, or Joe Linton, maybe. Yeah. Do you know who I want to talk about? Talk to me. Aston Villa. Hit me. Midfield of Douglas Louise, Bubaka Kamara, and Yuri Tillismans. Yeah, I forgot they signed him on a free. Yeah, that is interesting. And I, I, I think they're my dark horse for like a big push next season. I've seen a lot of people put them in their top four for next season. Which oh, is, that's rough. That, which is crazy. That's mental. But um, yeah, though, no, that is a nice midfield. I feel like people are respecting uh, Unai Emery now. Yeah, like they've got Umri. some respect on his name. And um, Tielemans, we should talk about him. His stock absolutely tanked. I don't know if he is still that good. 
I think so. He was uh, when we were talking football manager 2017-18. Mate, he was the goal. You this is before from, like, Antwerp. This is before Mbappe even existed on the game. Was it Antwerp? Anderlecht. Or Anderlecht. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And um, Tielemans was like the golden boy for like a couple of years, and he went to Monaco and then went to Leicester, and he had a very high stock for a long time. But that last season has absolutely murdered his stock. Yeah, I, he was due a big six move. I don't fair, know if they could be in there. I saw some man on, I think it was on Talksport, saying uh, Harvey Barnes. The problem with him is his end product. Man scored fourteen goals for Leicester last season. Do you see Spurs put in a fifty million double bid for Harvey Barnes and James Madison? You get like half what of the one fuck of them. Is that? If I watched my team pull out stinkers like that, I'd actually just be like, "Mate, this is gonna be a long." No, respect the hustle, man. Yeah, it, 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 that's that's like in the same level of banter as when Arsene Wenger did like the sixty million plus one pound. Because <laughs> that's just like, what is going on here? I mean, yeah, because they're both like fifty mil players on their own. Yeah, I think Madison fifty mil, and you get Harvey Barnes for near enough that. Yeah, but um, funny I stuff. think Harvey Barnes would be a great addition to any Premier League team. Harvey Barnes a big player. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not he's not going to be like expected to walk into a top six team, but I mean, someone like I don't know Villa. Yeah, off, someone off like wing him, Newcastle even could do something. Yeah, he's with better that. than Anthony Gordon. Oh, 100%, man. Andy Gordon stinks. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to talk about. A lot going on in the football world. Let us know down below where you think Harry Kane's going to end up. Is Mason Mount going to make that move to Man United? Declan Rice, is that going to fall through? Is he going to go to City? Who knows? Let us know down below. Yeah. And uh, follow all the socials. The socials are going hard over the summer. We've got uh, clips coming out of our ears. And if you haven't watched our Big Fat Quiz of the Season that came out last week, one of the best videos we've done. Definitely the best video we've done. Uh, if you want to come on it next year so we don't have to get Tom and Gaffers back, that'd be great because... We're taking bookers now. Their ball knowledge is shocking. Uh, shout out, Ruben. Um, yeah. We've Thank got some banging videos coming out in the next few weeks. Or some very big interviews, some uh, European content. Uh, yeah, it's all good stuff during the summer, so don't go anywhere. Don't make go sure anywhere. You, make sure you hit that subscribe button. It means a lot to us. We're so close to 200. Give us a little follow. We really would appreciate it. If you are 200 subscriber, Luke will come and kiss you. That's not a threat. It's a promise. Bash. Thank you very much for watching, guys. It's been Bored Draw, episode 51, and it's live. Bukayo with the hat trick.